We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, live from Mohegan Sun after day two of the Hall of Fame tip-off. I'm here again with Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster. And we had a full slate of games today. We had two. We are going to start with the first game, the championship game, because that was definitely the better one today. I would say Uh, it was a close one. Purdue came back and ended up beating Villanova. So, you know, let's get to it. How do you think they pulled off this comeback, guys? Listen, I I didn't think they would. You know, usually when Villanova's got a double-digit lead in the second half, you're not coming back against a team like that. They're a veteran team. They're even keeled. They make good decisions. I actually thought they wore down. You know, they only played seven, seven, eight guys. Uh, Jay Wright even said that after the game. He said, listen, I got to start playing my freshman a little bit more. But I think it was a combination of just being worn down by not playing a lot of guys and going up against two big boys like Zach Eady and, and Travion Williams. And, and it was two games in two days. Two days. Right. So their, their legs are going to kind of yep. wear out on them eventually. But, I, I mean, it's not the first time that we've seen this happen with Villanova. The same thing happened at UCLA, right? They were up by 10 yeah. with eight minutes. This left. one's a little more worrisome, a little more worrisome for me. And, and, and worrisome is probably the wrong word. Nothing worries me with this Villanova team, but the UCLA one was at UCLA in a packed crowd pro UCLA crowd at 1130 Eastern. So has so, this changed your perception of them as a team now? No, not at all. Not at all. I actually, to be honest, I'm more impressed coming out of these two games with Villanova than I was going into the season. And, and frankly, it's because of Eric Dixon, their big guy that I just didn't know if he could handle it. He went up and he fought these two big boys today from Purdue. And he did a good job at UCLA after missing a couple of bunnies early. I think Jay Wright feels much better about Eric Dixon being his starting big man than he probably did. Now, again, he's only 6'8", but they fought Purdue, who probably has the, the, the top big man duo, maybe situation in the country, and they did fairly well against let's, them. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about those two big guys that they got because I, I don't think that you can say enough good things about Trevion Williams. Yeah. I, I called him today the best, the best teammate yeah. in college basketball yeah. because I legitimately think that he is. It's hard to argue with that right now. When you are a senior, yeah. I, I just – I hope that people listening, the people watching, understand the impact that – that the sacrifice that Trevion Williams is making and his buying has on that program and on that team. He is a senior that got votes for all American for the preseason team. He was a first team, all big 10 player that is benched, right? He's coming off the bench. Now 
He sacrificed minutes. He sacrificed a starting role. He sacrificed his starring role in the year that was supposed to be his, year. his team. Yeah. And now he is on the bench, and he is the biggest cheerleader for the guy that took yeah. the spot. Yeah. And when you see that level of buy-in from your senior leader, that impacts everybody on the roster. That turns a roster into a team. Yeah. And that is how we, we talk about culture all the time. Like, that is the buzzword that everyone loves throwing around when it comes to college basketball. You want to know how you build culture? You get guys to buy like Trevion Williams that do what yeah. he is doing, that buy in the way that he is buying in. And it, it just permeates the entire yeah. team. And, yeah. you know, today was obviously a little different than yesterday. Today, they both played their part well. You know, we had Zach Eady doing what he does, getting up there. And then Trevion Williams coming off the bench, and he did just as well, finished it off for him. Yeah, and actually the most impressive thing for me with Trevion Williams today was defensively. Yeah. Going out and guarding in the perimeter, and that's why he was on the court as much as he was uh, because, again, that's the hardest part. Neither one of these guys are great on the perimeter, playing against a Villanova team that you got to chase all these dudes around, and they're all three-point shooters. I, I would push back a little bit on that because I thought that Trevion today was great. He was great. He was great on the perimeter. And the biggest question with Purdue is going to be what can they be defensively? And if Trevion is a guy that can come in and yeah. make them be able to be switchable one through five, which is what you have to be to be able to beat this Villanova yeah. team. I mean, there was there were possessions on the stretch. He got down, he sat in the stance, he moved his feet, and he kept Villanova. That was that one possession. Front. That was that yes. one possession where he went for the full 35, right? I mean, he just got out Thir- for 30. 30. I'm Jeff, sorry. 30. What, what is this? 2008? Come on. <laughs> 30. For the full 30, he was out there guarding in the perimeter. And then after the play, I think Painter pulled him over. Like, Took him out because he knew he needed a little bit of a break after going. Uh, but, yeah, like those two are, are terrific together. They're, they're, they're biggest cheerleaders for one another, and you can see that. And, you know, I talked to Trevion after the game, and, and he said, listen, because I asked him, I said, what, when did you find out, you know, that you weren't going to start? And he said, yeah, you know, Paint talked to me a little bit about it. And I was upset at first, but ultimately, listen, this is about the team. This is bigger than me. And I know if, if I buy in and do the right thing, everybody else is going to buy in. Jaden Ivey could be on another team and average 20 a game if he wants to. He's not going to average 20 a game on this team because they're deep, they're balanced, they're loaded. They got a lot of dudes who can, who can score. Right. Like you just said, you know, they're a very balanced team, especially today. You know, all their starters with double-digit points. But, you know, Zach Eady obviously led the team in points with 21 today. You know, what are your thoughts on him after seeing him not have his best game yesterday uh, coming out here and doing what he needs to do today? I mean, he's he's awesome. <laughs> we, we knew we were going to have a good game from him just because he is so much bigger yeah. than anyone that Villanova can throw at you. And for about 32 minutes or so, Villanova did a great job uh, taking advantage of him on the other end of the yeah. floor, which is right. why they were able to kind of build that lead. I think Villanova, I'm looking at the box score right now, was 13 for 34 from three. At one point, they were 12 from 20, 27. Mm. And they had to make shots to, yes. to, to stay in this game. They had to make shots. But, yeah, Zach Eady is just – there's really no answer for him. Like, I can't wait to see Zach Eady against yes. Kofi this year. <laughs> and, you know, I actually – I talked to Zach Eady after the game. So, we'll cut to that. But he was great. You know, look forward to seeing him play again. He was great after the game. What did this tournament win kind of mean for you as a whole, as a team, getting this win against Villanova, top team in the country, and uh, North Carolina? It's definitely a, a big win for our team. Um, we feel like we're a really good team, obviously, but we um, obviously we didn't have that resume. Like last year, we were 23rd in the country, went on the first th- first round. So there's still that chip on our shoulder. We still felt we had to prove ourselves, and a win like this definitely proves ourselves for sure. 
You know, you just started playing organized basketball four years ago, being from Canada, starting off with that hockey and baseball. How much of a ceiling do you think you have in the game of basketball? I have no clue, honestly. I mean, I'm just kind of enjoying the process of getting better every day. Uh, I don't know where it's going to leave me. I don't know how it's going to take me, but I'm just trying to get better. And what's it like kind of having this one-two punch of you and Trevion Williams, having a guy like him, you know, cheering you guys on when he's on the bench and then, you know, being able to finish when he's in the game? I mean, it's... It's a nightmare. I'd hate to guard us, honestly. I mean, I can get people in foul trouble. Trey can get people in foul trouble. We'll play each other. We'll play people's backup bigs. A lot of teams don't have two good bigs. So either one dude will be in foul trouble or super tired all game, or we'll just play the backup. So it's hard. Puts teams in a really, uh, really big bind. And we both know that. We both know kind of like we're just supposed to dominate inside. We both know we're supposed to go at their, their biggest guy. So it's a, it's, it's a nightmare for other teams, for sure. All right. Thanks so much, Zach. Thank you. Zach Eady is just the best, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. such a likable dude. Yes. And the thing about him is you, you can see the development. You know, Jeff, he, he's played, what, four? Four, four years, years of organized basketball. Grew up playing hockey and baseball. I mean, imagine him. I asked him, you know, he, Randy Johnson was like 6'10", throwing the baseball. Imagine Zach Eady bearing down on you from the mound at 7'4". <laughs> Be awesome. Imagine him as a goalie in hockey. That'd be pretty he good. He would too. never score. Yeah. He's got to sit in front of yeah, the net. Seriously. Never be able to score. By the way, Talia really is. Uh, how tall you? Five, six? Um, f- uh, borderline five. I mean, you seven. looked yeah. about three, six. I know. That. I know. No, he was towering <laughs> over me. It was. It was a lot, <laughs> but you know, I think we got to get to another player on the team. We got to talk about Jay Nighty because you know, he's done it two nights in a row. He's kind of sealed the deal a little bit. He's come in when it really mattered. So I think we do need to touch on that a little bit. How big is it? Do you think having a player like him? Huge because he's going to, you know what he's going to do? He's going to win you a couple games by himself, maybe in the NCAA tournament. That's the thing. You come into a game, end of a game, hopefully maybe a final four for them. And you just give the ball to Jaden Ivey and you just say, you know what? Go make a play. That's, that is exactly what Villanova was missing today. Down right. the stretch, they did not yeah. have someone that you could give the ball to right. and say, we know we are going to get a shot. We don't we need to run anything. Bucket. Right. We don't have to run anything. Like, right. well, Villanova doesn't just really get out run of his anything. way. Right. They don't right. run anything. It's their concepts. Right. But they get so much out of what they do. They don't have anyone that they can yeah. give it to and say, okay, go yeah. make a play. Yeah. Yeah. That's how many people I do. Love, how many people have Jaden Ivey? I mean, we can go through it. There aren't Ivey, many. Though, but like Duke has uh, Paolo Bancaro, right? We've seen. Yeah, but you Osai can't just say, right, none of those guys are Jaden Ivey. None well, of them. No, of, of course they don't. But, but what I'm saying is that if you need a bucket in your Duke, you can say, all right, give the ball to Paolo, move out of the way. He can but you got to get him the ball. That's the difference. Okay, yeah, he can bring it up. But, no, here's the thing. If you have. If you have Kansas, yep. you can give the ball, at least what we've seen so far, you can give the ball to Oshai, and he can nah, go make not something the happen. Not the Randy same. Martin, Randy not Martin, Martin can put a little bit, too. It's not the same, but you're, you're oh, missing come my on. point. Hold on, hold on. Just let me finish. Let me finish what I'm saying. God, see, this is what I deal with. I know. <laughs> I know. I deal with it every day. Villanova does not have anything close to that guy, and that's the problem with Colin Gillespie. When you hear people criticize Colin Gillespie, it's because you can't give him, give him the rock, get out of the way, yep. and know that you're either going to get a good shot you're going to get a foul, or you're going to get somebody else have something created for you. That's the limitations of Colin Gillespie. He's great at what he does, but you need that guy that can be a game changer. Yeah, they don't have it. They don't, they don't have, have it. it. They have, you know, Colin Gillespie, uh, Justin Moore, who's more of just a shooter, Brandon Slater, who's just a, a great you know, energy defender right now, and he'll get his points, but that's not what he is. He's not a scorer. Uh, Jaden Ivey, to me, there just aren't many Jaden Ivey's out there. 
you know, and, and again, if you're Purdue, you can run your stuff. You can, you know, Sasha can, can make his shots. You can get the ball into Edie or Travion Williams. They can go to work down there. But ultimately, when all else breaks down and, and you have five you seconds left guy. on the shot clock. And, and the other thing is Jaden Ivey's made some shots from deep, too. But the, the most impressive thing about Jaden Ivey, this, this, honestly, is his ability to see the floor in transition and make the right play and not, you know, there was a time today when he kind of reverted back a little bit to Jaden Ivey and tried to do too much and played too fast. But ultimately when it mattered most, he made the right play. He, the game slowed down for him and he wasn't about Jaden Ivey. He, he was about Purdue and winning. No, you know what it is. It's like, you're right. They have so many guys who can make shots, who can get it in, but right. who's going to get it to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who's going to get it. Yeah. to him. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I think this brings me back to, you know, our perception of Purdue is now changing a little bit. And a little birdie told me that Jeff Goodman is making his rankings right now. And, yeah. and he's had a little change with where Purdue is. So, so where are they listen, at now for you? Listen, I, I've thought about it. Okay. So here's my big question, Rob. I'll throw it to you first. Purdue plays Gonzaga. Who are you mm-hmm. taking today? Today. Who are you taking? That matchup. I would oh man, that's tough. It's I a might tough take one. Purdue. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I might take Drew Purdue. Timmy against those two guys. Like Drew Timmy hasn't seen those two dudes. Is Drew Timmy going to be able to go to work against Zach Eady like he's been able to go to work against? I, I, well, here's the thing. I think he'd be able to make things happen against Zach Eady. I'm more worried about him against Trevion. Than I am yeah. against him against Zach Eady because I think that Trevion has enough uh, enough footwork to be able to deal with him. Like that's the thing that makes him so dangerous. I'm 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 my biggest concern would be on the defensive end. You know what Zach Eady's going to do to Chet Holmgren? Oh my god! Zach, Zach Eady oh literally goodness. weighs a yeah. hundred pounds yeah. more than Chet Holmgren. Yeah. It'd be scary. One hundred pounds I'm more. I'm taking Purdue today over Gonzaga. I, there, I think there's a the match there, There's a very real conversation to have about whether or not Purdue, Purdue is and anybody the best team in college Correct. basketball. That's right. And, and you know, we talked about Javon Ivy. Uh, I, I want to make this point about him. Yesterday, he had 22 points. It was the explosive plays that he made. He had the dunks. He had the two passes in transition that had us going, wow. Today, he led the team in rebounding, and he led the team in assists, right? How many players do you have that can go out and have that performance? That he can he get triple-doubles. He can get a triple-double. Yes. He's capable. And, and, and again, not, I mean, not to just keep going over this culture and buying or whatever, but, like, he's fine. He's fine at shooting nine shots a game. How many guys that have a chance to be a top-ten yeah. pick that had the performance that he had yesterday would come out here on this stage on ABC yeah. on on big A. This wasn't just the ESPN; right. it was big ABC. Yep, would go out and have and, and be okay, kind of playing second and fiddle. You know, you know what else he is? He can be an elite defender. You, I mean, an elite he, defender he's, if he's he wants. There. To he's be. got the he's got the tools. That's what I'm saying. He's got like, the tools. Like if he wants to be, he can lock almost anybody down. I just don't know if there's another guy in the country that's got that body. That size is a guard, and that speed. Well, yeah, the speed is – that. that's another <laughs> game changer that they have because, look, you're, you're going to have to um, – you're going to have to, like, limit what you do in transition if you're Matt Painter when you have a guy like uh, like Zach Eady. But like, Jaden Ivey can just eliminate I'm all that because he's just like, yeah, right. all right, I'll see I'm you later. Do I'm it. gone. And, and he kind of tries to do that at times. Again, he's still got work to do with his decision-making. And Matt Painter clearly doesn't trust him with the ball in his hands as much in the half court to run the team. But, man, in transition, he is electric. You know what? Matt Painter has done a great job with this team so far this year. I talked to him after the game, talked to him about Jaden Ivey and his versatility with the team. So let's hear what he's got to say about it. 
All right, here with Matt Painter. What kind of statement did this win make for you today, beating a Villanova team that's kind of synonymous with winning? Yeah, well, they have a great program. And uh, I was told our guys, I said, they're so disciplined. I said, our discipline has to be better than theirs. And it wasn't at times. And then at times, in, good, in some stretches, it was. Um, we were very fortunate. They missed some free throws. Um, but I was proud of our guys. I thought we got some key stops. We scored 11 straight field goals at one time in the second half, which is a huge accomplishment against Villanova. But to be able to beat North Carolina and Villanova in back-to-back games is huge for us. And, you know, we all know that Travion Williams can score, but he was great defensively today, guarding on the perimeter, doing a little bit of everything. What have you thought of his game so far? Well, I thought he's been great. He's had a great attitude, obviously, coming off the bench. He's doing a lot of really good things for us tonight. But his defense tonight allowed us in certain stretches to switch five ways on ball screens and he got down in a stance and was really good and one last guy that I want to hit on here you know Jaden Ivey didn't have as showy of an outing tonight but he came through when it really mattered what's it going to be like for you guys this season having a guy like that who can really come through in crunch time well, he's very athletic. He can get into passing lanes and, and make plays on the defensive end. But his ability to pass the ball, especially in transition, has really helped us. But I thought he made a couple of really nice passes to Caleb first for a couple layups, to Caleb first for another three. And so it's huge to have someone like that that can break down the defense. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. I think Matt Painter might be one of the most entertaining coaches in college basketball to talk to. Right? He's real. That's he's the great. thing about Matt Painter. Like, he's a real dude coaching. Like, some of these other guys have a lot of BS about him. Like, there's no bullshit with Matt Painter. He is what he is. I mean, you see him, even how he coaches. He's just kind of leaning up against the uh, the scorer's table. It, it's almost like he's out for, like, a walk in the park, some of it. He doesn't get – well, he doesn't get too high or too low. Um, and I'll tell you what, like, the way Matt Painter does it, too, doesn't cheat. We, we all know that. You've never heard the word cheat with Matt Painter. Like, it's almost, I mean, he probably cheated to get Robbie Hummel. Probably had to pay, drop a bag to get Hummel. Nobody dropped a bag for Robbie Hummel, okay? <laughs> you don't think so? Nobody a dropped harsh. a bag for Robbie Hummel. <laughs> but, but you know, ultimately, Painter's one of the best in the business, and he's got a team, you know again, that's capable. He, he, he is so good at coaching to his team's strengths. Yeah. He is so yeah. good at No, he's adapted over the years so well. The, 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 I, I always bring up the stat, and, and I love it, and people that are listening have probably heard this before. But when he had Isaac Haas and Caleb Swanigan in 2017, 2018, yeah. he, he set records for the number of possessions that ended in the post-touch. 25% of their possessions ended in the post-touch. The, in 2018, the year they had Isaac Haas. The next year, I mean, they had Carson yeah. Edwards and Ryan Klein made to the Elite Eight. They set the Big Ten record for threes attempted. That's crazy. So he is will, he, he's completely willing yep. to adapt what he does and change what he does to be able to get his, uh, his, his, um, his guys in a position to succeed. Yeah, one, one of the things I asked him tonight, um, because I had, I had dinner with him. I went out there, West Lafayette, before the season, and the biggest topic was obviously, again, it was Zach Eady and Trevion Williams. What's he going to do? How is he going to play them together? And the one thing he said to me was, you know what? Usually these things have a way of working themselves out. And, and I asked him tonight about that. And, and he, again, said, like, Trevian, he's just been so good. And that's set the tone for our team and our chemistry and the fact that we are playing together and nobody's going to complain because they're looking at that dude over there and he's the first one up yelling, screaming for his teammates. And I think that's – that's another factor. You've got other good teams. There's going to be 10 or 12 teams that are going to be in a class similar this year. There aren't, there's not a dominant team. 
So what, what could be the separator? To me, it's probably chemistry, leadership. And Travion said to me, one of the things he said, as a freshman, he didn't say a word. He said, like, not a word. He would sit on the bench. And now he's starting to use his voice as, as a vocal leader rather than just, you know, a silent guy. All right, so let's before we move on to the the North Carolina Tennessee game and talk about that a little bit. I do just want to ask you, like, what, how how concerned are you about Villanova right now? Is this the kind of thing where it's zero. just like zero, zero, zero? Nothing. You're not even Less worried about the zero. fact that they they're old. They only play six guys, and they've had two. Less than their- zero. No, I mean again, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, that's kind of how I am with Villanova. Like they're really good if they make shots. They have a chance to go very, very deep in the tournament. But if they're if they have one of those three for twenty two nights from three, they probably get get knocked out. You know I'm, what, Rob? You're right. When you said like that, they've had a little trend of not being able to finish games out, and they were leading for you know a while during this game, and they just kind of fell apart towards the end there. Yeah, so. I mean that's that's my concern. Is is yeah. they'll they, get another guy or two. They, Jay they will find to. a way. They need to. And the the tough part is when it's this early in the season. Right at this point, right now, like Jordan Lagano is not ready to play. No, and, and he's been of, hurt. Yeah, some of the younger guys are just not ready for a game like like that. Was no. I, I hate when people say this, but that was like a Final Four game that we saw. Yeah, the game great atmosphere. Was, was the like blows. I yes. mean, it was it was fun. Same thing with the UCLA game, and right. I mean, we saw with UCLA too. Like Peyton Watson couldn't play in that game. Yep. It was too much for him yep. that early in the season. So I think that they will develop. But Jay like, knows he has to. That's the one thing he said it to me after the game. He knows he's got no choice because he can't mm-hmm. he can't go heavy with a seven man rotation because of what happened tonight. Yeah, I mean that's so that that's my concern with them. That's why yeah. I and I am worried about it. And I think they'll find a way to figure it out and get there. But like we kind of have to see them figure it out and get there. So it's 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 going to be the thing that if there's a talk, I'll I'll put a ball on it like this. If there is a talking point about Villanova that we are going to keep coming back to and they until they prove it wrong. Yeah, it's that right there. Yeah, I, I kind of wish. I mean, I didn't ask you this after, but I kind of wish they had one more big that he got a big out of the portal. Jay Wright's not a big portal guy. We know that. But he did take Caleb Daniels from Tulane, and Caleb Daniels has helped them. Like, he's been a good piece. And I kind of wish, even if we were a backup big with length, just somebody that he could throw out there a little bit that could kind of give them a few more minutes in case the freshmen aren't ready. Well, what they need is the who, who's the kid that, that that is hurt and is not Nagano, playing right I now. I think Nagano or something. Yeah, I, I, it's it's Nana, and then yeah. the um the kid that he's a GA now that got hurt. The the people in the chat are going to know exactly who. I'm no, about. he's I'm been hurt his whole like, career though. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I mean, if he was yeah. that, that's what yeah, they need is him to play yeah. play six to eight minutes. I don't know how much you can rely on him. He's been hurt his whole career. And, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier young guys being ready versus not being ready to play. And that brings us into Tennessee a little bit. We had Kennedy Chandler have a little bit better of a game tonight. What did you think of him? Well, first and foremost, that was a great segue. Did you see that? She's the talent in the family. It's very clear now. Um, I thought Kennedy was great. Uh, what I'm trying to wrap my head around is how much of that was playing better today versus playing against yeah. North Carolina's defense yes. as opposed to <laughs> Villanova's defense because North Carolina does not play any defense. Um, Borzello, uh, Jeff Borzello, or I'm not even going to call him a friend, but the, that, that guy that works over at ESPN uh, tweeted out a stat. North Carolina has allowed an average of 88 points mm-hmm. and nine three-pointers in their four games this season or in their five games this season. That's not – like that ain't going to get it done. They well, got to be better. You know – 
their ball handling just is not there tonight. They were allowing, you know, there were a ton of turnovers. Now, how big a role do you think that played in their loss? You know, I, I think the biggest thing for Carolina is just honestly defense and toughness. Yeah. They're soft. They were just over here a few minutes ago, and, and luckily they left because they probably would have heard me calling them soft. But I don't like I think, that. No, but I think they need to hear it from people. I think they need to hear it from people. They got to be tougher, and it starts with the front line. You know, to me, Baycott, Garcia, Manic have to be tougher. And if they're not, I, I, I don't think it's just physicality toughness. That no, they it's need. mental. They need right. mental, mental right. toughness. They totally. need. I, I. It's very hard to kind of read the tea leaves and know what the dynamic is inside of a locker room from stuff that you're watching on a court, yeah. but it, it just, predict it though. <laughs> yeah. But like, just compare the way that Trevion Williams carries himself with the way that yeah. Caleb love carries himself during a game. And just, just look at that difference and say, okay, one team, those students has don't great talk. Leadership. They don't even look like, I hate to say this, but, but they don't look like they have any bond with one another. There's no like togetherness, you, you want to know right. that's the best part? You want to know what the NBA scout said to me today? He says he doesn't like watching North Carolina because it's a bunch of selfish dudes out there. Yeah. It looks like it. I mean, and it that, does look like it. And, and again, you know, I, I think it starts with the toughness part. And it's not the first time we've questioned Carolina, a Carolina team and their toughness. But I, I think with this one, you go on to, you know, the first game, no big deal, right? I mean, that was a – if there's a good loss – yeah, that, that was, was probably it. a good loss for Carolina. Well, this one and, and here's, was here's an your point, awful loss. We talked about leadership when we talked about intensity and we talked about toughness. We talked about all of that when it comes to North Carolina, right? When they made their run, the best that they have looked this entire weekend in 80 minutes of basketball was when Hubert Davis was on the sidelines, <laughs> stamping his feet yeah. around, <laughs> yeah. screaming, getting them fired up. There's yep. nobody on the court. That was doing that. That right there is the problem. You cannot have all of that motivation, all of that energy, all of that toughness, all of, all of those cliche yep. things that we love talking about. It can't just come from the coach. So do you think it was just North Carolina not being good? Because, you know, Tennessee kind of flipped the switch today and made some shots. There were 45% from three, which, you know, was a big contrast from yesterday's. Oh, game. yeah. It, it, uh, they, were, they were very much a better offensive team today than they were. On, uh, on but again, how much even, of that was? Right. Yeah, it's no, probably I mean, a combination. But you, also, right? you also have to make the shots. And 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 look, we the lineup when you play Zakai Ziegler and and mm-hmm. um, Kennedy Chandler together was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. It was, and and maybe Rick Barnes might have found something there. Maybe we're going to be a little bit smaller. Um, Ziegler was fun, man. Yeah, I wanted you to know, New York. Him. Yeah, New York kid, freshman who reclassified, and what Rick Barnes said after to Talia and I was Ziegler pushes Chandler that Chandler's got obviously all the talent in the world, but he needed Ziegler in practice to be able to push him because Ziegler goes so hard, plays so hard all the time that that's the best thing for Kennedy Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can kind of see it coming out a little bit here, right? There's a little bit of competitiveness playing them together is fun. It's it's an interesting line. I think it was all Grant Williams being in the building. He was the Man. one hyping them up. Dude is out of control. Grant, Grant Williams? Oh, my goodness. He's I'm, like, I'm very impressed that he had that much energy because I saw him at the crap tables at a, a, a time that I'm not going to say. on. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get him in trouble. Don't expose with, him like that. Him Come trouble. on. Ime Adoka, we don't need to get him in trouble with Ime. So just Grant Williams was not at the crap table. No. It was somebody else. Rob Doster doesn't even know what Grant Williams <laughs> was. It was Williams his twin. Like. He looked just like him. <laughs> yeah, but, so, Doster lost a lot of money at the crap oh, table. So Gabrielle, just... You know, if he comes home a little lighter in the wallet, <laughs> that's why. 
So are we worried about North Carolina now? I am. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I am. Hell yeah, you got to be worried about Carolina. We had them as a preseason top 20 team. Are they a top 25 team still? Uh, I don't think they are today. I think they can get there if they, they get tougher be. and start actually guarding. They have to take play pride. Look, look here's, here's the thing. Caleb Love has taken a step. He's making shots. He, he's hitting he's super backs. talented. He's making better decisions. Yeah. Not all the time, but he's mostly yeah. making better decisions. RJ Davis was tremendous in the two games up here. Brady Manick is making shots. Dawson right. Garcia, we saw, was awesome yesterday. Yep. Armando Baycott is just going to be big and do the things that Armando Baycott does. And so they have the pieces. Good you know, college Caleb, players. Good yes. college players. Not yeah. really the pros. I, Caleb Love, if maybe yeah. if he can get yeah. there. But, but the thing is, like all of those guys are doing what we wanted them to do offensively. And yeah, they're three and two and allowing 88 points a game. It's all and, and honestly, defense. They're not that far, far away from being one and four. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they were pushed by Brown. They were pushed by the college of Charleston. They lost two here. And again, one to a Tennessee team that I don't know about you, but they're like a fringe right today. They're probably a fringe top 25 team somewhere in that 2025 range. And they just got they, listen, Tennessee hung 89 on them, 89 on them. And I, I don't even know if they had it completely going. I, I think if they pushed it at the end, they probably could have put 100 on. One yeah. of the kind of positive things I do want to bring up about Carolina, you mentioned it a little bit, but Manic was pretty good today. He shot six to 10 from three, you know, was not very good yesterday. So I just wanted to bring that up and get your thoughts a little bit on him today. I, I think he's so important to North Carolina. Like both him and Dawson are, are so important to what North Carolina is going to be. Um, offensively this season because they create the space. We saw it so much last year where Caleb Love would drive and you had Garrison Brooks and, and, and Walker Kessler, two of these other big guys out there right. that couldn't shoot, and he'd just be driving into the trees in the paint. And when you have Dawson Garcia out there, you have to guard him out to the three-point line. Same thing with Brady Manning. So you get space in the paint to allow guys like R.J. Davis and allow guys like Caleb Love to thrive. I'm not worried about anything they're doing offensively. I would yeah. like to see Caleb Love make some better decisions. And, I, I mean, we don't need step-back 30-footers with 12 it's seconds just, left yeah. on, a, yeah. on the clock at the end of the half. It's like things like that. you got to get better at that. He'll learn. He's 19. I'm not super concerned about it, but it's the defense. You, can't, you cannot give up. 50 points and a half and expect to beat anybody. It's they a new- gave them almost as many points in the second half as Villanova did in the full game against oh. Tennessee yesterday. Like that's just, yeah. you cannot do that. You have to be better on the end of the floor. You have to. It, it's a new voice too, right? I mean, that's the one thing that we're not talking enough about is Roy Williams retires. He's here. They're getting used to Hubert Davis uh, moving over a chair from the assistance of the head coach, uh, a new staff in place, Brad Frederick, the only one who was retained. So now you've got Sean May moving up. Um, you're bringing in new guys. So I think it's going to take some time. And listen, Hubert Davis, a terrific, terrific guy. The biggest question is going to be, can that staff and Hubert recruit pros? Yeah. Pros and get some toughness because right now this team, that's what they need. They, they need just a killer. They need a guy who would go in. I, I'm, I'm going to push back on you a little bit there because I think that I think Caleb Love, is good enough to be that guy. I think that he is good enough to be that yeah, guy. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I think he is too, because he can create, he can create a shot, he can shoot it from deep, he's big, he's strong. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I just don't know if well, first of all, I don't think he doesn't say a word. So it, it's hard. You need he's a got great shoes. Though. I guess the biggest thing for his, me his shoe game is elite. Like we want to talk about who's who wears the best shoes in college basketball. Caleb Love's up like, there. He's way up there. But they, they just don't have, to me, what, what seems like a leader 
and Hubert's just going into that role of being a head coach. So I, I think this this program, they've taken a step from the last couple of years when they've struggled a little bit, but it's going to be recruiting and getting those stars. And can Carolina, they couldn't do it for a long time, and they won with three- and four-year guys, two- and three-year guys, uh, because they had the NCAA investigation hanging over their head. Now they don't have that anymore. You wonder, can they get those guys, and what are they going to get out of the portal? Because, again, they got good players, talent out of the portal offensively, right? Offensively. Brady Manick, great. He's a stretch four or five, whatever you want to say, but he's got to be able to guard somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be – that's the talk point. That's what, that's what we're going to talk about with North Carolina until oh, yeah. they start defending. Right. Yeah. And I'm just thinking right now, like, what's going to happen when they go up against Duke? Yeah. What's going to happen? Like, who right. who on that North Carolina team yeah. is going to be able to deal with They're Paolo? lucky, though. The ACC isn't great well, this I, year again. It's better than it was last year, but it is not great. Are we sure it's better Syracuse than it was last year? <laughs> we may not, right? Syracuse right. was the Colgate. Virginia's bad early. Right, uh, you know, NC State loses to what Oklahoma State. Uh, the bottom stinks. The bottom is terrible. In the first week of the, uh, of, uh, the season, they yeah. lost four games, four five games at home. They're not good. <laughs> uh, uh, Pitt. Ooh, Pitt's terrible. BC is terrible. Sure. Miami. Oh. Georgia Tech right. lost yeah, no. at home. No, you're right. Miami they may be worse. They may be worse. You know, you're, if Car- yeah. listen, if Carolina's not like a top 25 team who else other than it's duke, duke. it's florida state virginia i but think virginia florida tech state is really good florida i'm not sure yep. florida state's great they'll 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 get there really who's florida. their pro who's their pro this year florida state lost to Pitt in the first game of last season on the road it they takes had, a it takes a little had while scotty barnes he, last i checked yeah, he's but they, got Matt, they got matthew cleveland they, they, yeah, they got i don't think matthew Caleb cleveland scotty like, barnes no, well, not not a lot of people are scarred right. Scotty Barnes, but yeah, I, it takes it takes time for you to get. But what if Florida see? State's not? Is what I'm saying. What if they're not a top 25 team this year? Virginia probably not a I mean, top 25 it, this it year. Might, it might Louisville, be Duke and Virginia Tech. Not. Virginia Tech is good. They're I'm, gonna have to be. I'm and gonna, they're gonna have. Listen, Virginia Tech's gonna have to win like that game against Memphis. What if they lose that one? Then you're looking <laughs> at the ACC ugly. is like you know Duke and who else? A bunch of average teams that are going to be somewhere in like the you know seven to ten range even 12 range when we're talking about the ncaa tournament all right guys i think we've crapped on the acc enough here (laughs) if we got nothing else i want to you know close it off with one more question just uh overall you know what have we learned from this tournament as a whole what have you taken away how have your thoughts changed on these four teams uh, one thing one thing real quick last night we we told tell you need when we start rambling you need to cut us off and move <laughs> us along and, and know, she just yeah, she takes yeah. she takes coaching she's yeah. clearly yeah. the she's best coachable player. she's, she's coachable. definitely coachable she also got two hundred dollars in her pocket I did. out of this that's that's oh, what we learned. Standing behind him, to negotiate a better rate with him. No, it's he 50%. literally he got up at seven thirty in the morning to go down again. I did, I did. I played blackjack at eight eight in the morning. That I was like, we, I was we almost crossed paths. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hours, we missed by a couple hours, but yeah. I, listen, I, I think again, what we learned here is that Purdue isn't just a possible like final four contender. They're a legitimate national title contender. That's what they are here. Cause they have a, a guy who's capable of, again, changing the game in, in Jaden Ivy, two terrific bigs and a bunch of good players around an elite shooter in, in Sasha around them. They've got enough. 
you know, they got Thompson, Isaiah Thompson hit some big, big shots today. Um, I, I like their team a lot. Hunter get, brings them some kind of veteran experience at the point. They're they're a good good team. That, that, Caleb first, that's my biggest. Caleb first, yeah, he, he was he was oh, awesome. That that is my single biggest takeaway from yeah. this event. Is that right. like Purdue, Purdue in the in the conversation? You're talking about the elite teams now, Gonzaga, you know UCLA, whoever else you want to put there. You have to put Purdue in that conversation. Yeah, and I think they're, they're towards the top of that list yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 very much they're, they they should be ranked. Uh, whatever, whenever those new, yeah, whatever. One, Gonzaga is going to be number one because two, yeah. they have to. Right. Purdue should be two or three. Well, right what now. happens at the end of next week yeah, after we see Gonzaga Gonzaga's, play UCLA and Duke? Then it's going to be kind of interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, Gonzaga is going to be number one until they right, lose. Right. When you're when you're Gonzaga, and you're, what, but what if you split? You what if you split those two? Well, then I guess whoever Purdue, you lose, Purdue will be number one. No, 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 not necessarily because you're going to lose. You would lose to UCLA or Duke. That's one of them. Listen, one of them will jump. Yeah. If Duke beats it doesn't, Gonzaga, here's yeah. the thing about this season. The, the biggest thing about this season is it's going to be a rotation. Yes, a revolving door of the number only, one. The only thing that might get complicated is that Duke might have a run with the ACC stakes. And Duke yeah. might have a run in the ACC where they don't lose. Gonzaga yeah. might have a run in the ACC where they no, don't lose. No, don't say that with BYU. Do not disrespect Mark Pope. I think, in all, in all honesty, show. I think that Gonzaga you, you, might you have more, might have better competition in the top five <laughs> of the WCC. Uh-oh. And the ACC sad. has in the top five. It's wow. You hear that? I went there. Rob Doster just called the WCC. Do better not than disrespect the ACC. Is it really a hot take, though? Is it's it a really? hot take. Yes, it's a hot take. Coach K is not going to be happy with this one. Why? I just said that he's awesome. <laughs> all right. Wow. Do not disrespect the Dons like that. Now, now we're just crapping on all the leagues here. I think <laughs> no, we gotta... we're just sticking with the ACC, really. Yeah. That's it. We'll, we'll, we'll. we'll... I think we got to close it out before we heard anyone well, else's. We got to close it out because they're, they're going to close us out, out right. here. They're going to throw <laughs> Doster out with the trash soon. Yes. Which is so, where he belongs. And this has been the Field of 68 After Dark live <laughs> at Mohegan Sun. We will see you guys again tomorrow night at 11 o'clock. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.